It's 8.30 in time once again for the Bible Broadcast with Evangelist Keith Allison. Well, greetings, friend, and let me say that it is such an honor and a privilege to be back on the radio again with another message out of the good Word of God. This is Evangelist Keith Allison out of Demarest, Georgia, and I would like to welcome you to this 30 minutes of Bible study and Bible exposition. Let me say that today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries of Demarest, Georgia, and this is a faith-supported uh, ministry, and we certainly appreciate those of you that help us from time to time financially to keep the broadcast on the air. And so let me just welcome you. If you are a first-time listener, if you would mark the time of the day and the station on which you are listening, then Lord willing, we'll be coming back next week again. This is a weekly broadcast, and uh, so we're just honored to be on uh, this station that you are listening to. Let me encourage you to visit my website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Again, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And on the website, you'll see the, the radio stations that I am currently on. You'll see the books that I have written and how that you can order those from that site. And then you'll see, uh, you'll see our itinerary. My wife keeps uh, a, about a couple of months in advance posted uh, on the website of the meetings that I'll be in. And so we would just encourage you to go to the website. And uh, if you can use any of that information, then I would encourage you to do so. And I do covet your prayers. I know that without uh, the help of the Lord that we can do nothing. And I know that without the prayers of God's praying people that we can do nothing. So it is an honor again uh, to be on the air and just uh, uh, thank God for this time. And again, let me say thank you to those of you that have reached out to us and let us know that you are listening. Uh, let us know that uh, you are being helped through this broadcast, and so thank you so much. You can uh, call or text or email or even write, and at the end of the broadcast, I'll be giving you this contact information. And let me say again how that in these days in which we are living, with all of the political divide and all the sin and wickedness and things that we're witnessing in our day that we would have never believed that we would face, how that we need to pray one for another, and how that we need the fellowship of one another. And if there's ever been a time when we need to, uh, to be engaged in Bible study and learning the Word of God, to equip us to live right and to serve God in these days, it is this time in which we are living. So I feel like that my broadcast is as important today as it has ever been. I've been on the radio since 1984, and I thank God for that. Uh, such a blessing for him to supply the need uh, the funds to keep us on the air all these years and on all of these many stations. It's just a, uh, just a good work of his miraculous power to do that. And so we're certainly uh, encouraged 
that we have this open door. Don't know how long it'll be there, but we're trying to help <clears throat> people uh, in these last days. All right, we're going to turn in our Bible today to the Gospel of John, <clears throat> chapter number 15. John's Gospel, chapter number 15. And I would like to read a few of these verses for our text, and then I want to come back and uh, delve into these verses here in John 15. In verse number 1, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. Now you see, Jesus has given us the interpretation of just what he got through saying. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. <coughs> For without me, you can do nothing. And that's my text for today. He said, without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have <coughs> loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you 
that ye love one another. Now, I know that's reading a little bit uh, to be on the radio with, but that's reading John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. I want to speak to you today on this subject, without me. And I'm talking about Jesus, that is, without Jesus. The Bible said in verse number 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth <coughs> much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. And so I'm preaching on without me. And I'm going to use these scriptures that I read to show you the impossibility of five different things of happening in our lives unless we have Christ. Unless we abide in him, these five things will not be so in our lives. Now he started out by saying, I am the true vine. Now we know that in in Israel in that day that vineyards were very prominent. It was a common occupation for people to raise uh, these grapes. And so it was a, a land that was filled with vineyards. And so Jesus, in, in the light of that, he says, I am the true vine. Now the word true is implying that there might have been, and there are even today, those that are false those that appear to be the real thing, but they're not. And we are warned in the Bible of, of these apostates, of these false prophets and preachers and, and men in these last days. And so we know that there are a lot of false uh, men out there. We know that there are false religions. And we, are know, we know that there are those that are false that claim to possess uh, the key to eternal life. But Jesus said, I am the true vine. Thank God he is the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Now the husbandman would be the vine dresser or the one that took care of the vineyard. So here he is acknowledging that the father is the husbandman. And he said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Now, we just read up in verse number five where he said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. So let's establish this. Uh, Jesus is the true vine. The believer, those that are saved by the grace of God, they are the branches. That is, they are the branches that come off of that vine and it will be on those branches that the cluster of grapes develop. Not on the vine itself, but on the branches. And then the father is the husbandman, or he is the vine dresser. So Jesus is the true vine, the believer is the branch, and then the heavenly father is the husbandman, or the one that takes care of the vineyard. And he said that every branch uh, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, 
uh, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. So God is looking at the branches and those that bear fruit, he will purge them or he will prune them. And we know that just like fruit trees, it is necessary for uh, a grape vines to be pruned. They have to be pruned at the certain time of the year and they have to be pruned and cut back uh, exactly right and all of that is for the production of more fruit. And so what Jesus is saying is that in our lives as a believer, it is God's perfect will that we bear fruit. That's what God wants out of our lives, is that we bear fruit. And then God is telling us in this text that the Heavenly Father is going to be pruning on us and purging us and working with us in order to bear more fruit and much fruit. So the Lord does not want us just to stay like we are, but he wants to improve us and to work on us. Amen? So thank God for that. He said, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now let me say this, he's talking about the pruning of the branches, but now he tells us that ye are clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. And so God takes his word, the preaching and the teaching of the Bible, and the reading of the Bible, God takes his word and develops you and I and cleans us up. Thank God, neighbor, it is the word of God that, that changes us. It is the word of God that prepares us. It is the word of God that gets us to the place to where we can bear fruit for the Lord. And he said in verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you. That word abide means to remain. It means to stay put. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. Now, in verse number five, my text is this. Jesus said, for without me, ye can do nothing. I'm the vine, you're the branches. So that branch, if you broke it off from the vine, cut it off from the vine, it cannot do nothing. It will die because the life is in that vine. And so let me say, neighbor, uh, that there's some things that just ain't going to happen or is not going to be possible without Christ. And I've been thinking about that thought without him. But he said, without me, you can do nothing. So let's look at that for just a moment. I want to give you five quick things. Number one, without Jesus, there is no salvation. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Without Jesus, friend, without Christ, number one, there is no salvation. The Bible said in John 14, if you back up a chapter, in verse number six, Jesus said, I, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now watch, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Friend, there, listen, if you're, not, if you're not in Christ, then you're not saved. And if you're trying to be saved any other way, 
then it ain't going to happen. The Bible says this in the book of Acts, chapter number of 4 and verse number 12, neither is there salvation in any other. Now, neighbor, I don't, I don't know about you, but I believe exactly what this verse is saying. I believe Acts 4.12 is exactly right. Just You say, well, what does it mean? It means exactly what it says. Neither is there salvation, and that word salvation means deliverance, and it's talking about you and I being saved by the grace of God, being born again, amen, being redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. He said, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So friend, without Jesus, there is no salvation. I don't care how good you live. We're, we're not saved. The Bible said, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now there's some denominations and some religions that believe that they are saved by their works, by their good deeds. And neighbor, the Bible contradicts that. We're saved by grace. That means it's undeserved. It's not merited. There's nothing that we can do to earn it. There's nothing that we can do to keep it. We are saved, thank God, by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So without Jesus, there is no salvation. Without the branch being connected to the vine, there is no life. You see that vine, the roots go down into the ground and the roots of the vine is what draws that moisture, that water, and the nutrients out of the ground, and it pulls it up through that vine, and the only way that that branch uh, can be connected to the life and the nutrients is for it to be a part of the vine. And so unless you are a branch that is connected to the vine, you are not saved. Religion doesn't save you. Your good works doesn't save you. Your, your pedigree, doesn't matter who your parents were, that does not save you. It is a personal thing, a personal relationship, and you, dear friend, you must be connected to the vine. In other words, the life of the vine has to flow in you or you do not have life. Without me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. Without Jesus, there is no salvation. In 1 John chapter number 2, the Bible says this, Whosoever denieth the Son, talk about the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father. Now, there's many people who believe that you know, that, that, you know, everybody says they believe in God, but not everybody believes in Jesus. And so there's some religious out there that says that, well, they, they have an access to God through someone other than Jesus. Is it Muhammad? Is it Buddha? Is it some other man? Is it some other religion? No, the Bible said Whosoever denieth the Son hath not the Father. In other words, you cannot have 
a relationship with God the Father without receiving his Son. That's what the Bible teaches me. And so salvation is only through the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the message of Christianity. And we preach not a monotheistic God. That is, uh, there's some that believe there are lots of gods. Uh, 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 poly, poly, in other words, uh, polytheist. Uh, those that believe in, in many gods. But we believe that there's only one God. God the Father. God the Son. And God the Holy Ghost. And the only way you can have a relationship with a father is with a son, thank God. Oh, my. Well, listen, friend, there's only, only one God and only one way to God, and that's through his son. So Jesus said, without me, without me, there is no salvation. And then look in verse number 7. Jesus said, if he abide in me, again, that, that vine and branch uh, analogy, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, look now, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Because we abide in him, Jesus said, without me, there is no salvation. Now we find that without me, there is no answered prayer. That's what he's saying. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. If you go over to verse 16 where I read, he said, Ye have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Now listen, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. You see, prior to this, Jesus had taught his disciples to pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that is our model prayer. But Jesus added something. Uh, this is on the on the evening that he was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, just a, a friend of hours before his crucifixion. And here in John 15, Jesus is saying, now you are to pray in my name. You are to ask in my name. And that's why we close our prayers by saying, in Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. You know why we're doing that? Because without him, there is no answered prayer. He is our representative. He was crucified. He arose from the dead. He ascended to heaven. He is seated at the Father's right hand. He's making intercession for you and I. And you and I have the great invitation to let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace. And neighbor, we come not in our name, not in anyone else's name, but we come boldly in the name of Jesus Christ, the blessed Son of God, our great high priest who shed his blood that we could have eternal life. And so without him, there is no answered prayer. And when we say without him, we're, when Jesus said, if ye shall ask in my name, what he's talking about is that, it, listen, it's based upon his authority, based upon our relationship to him, uh, based upon the fact that we are the branches and he is the vine and we are connected to him. Amen. So without me, there is no salvation, Jesus said. Without me, there is no answered prayer, Jesus said. And then he also 
intimated in verse number 4, verse 8, and verse 16, that without me there is no fruit produced. No fruit produced. Look what he said in verse 8. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Take the natural analogy again. If you break the branch off the vine, it will not produce. There's no life source to it. If you break a limb off of your apple tree, when you break that limb off, there is no life source to that limb. It will not produce an apple. And any other uh, fruit, nothing. When you break, when you when you sever the tie uh, from whatever it is to the to the source of its nutrients, it will not produce fruit. But Jesus said, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, look now, except, except it abide in the vine. So he said, without me, you can do nothing. Without Jesus, there will be no fruit produced. He said in verse 8, Herein is my, my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. There is fruit, there's more fruit, there's much fruit. That ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. You see, by abiding in him, our prayers are answered in verse 7. By abiding in him, we bear much fruit, verses 4 and 5. And by abiding in him, then the Father is glorified in verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified. You see, when you and I that are connected to the vine, you and I who are in Christ, you and I who are saved, when we bear fruit, then God the Father gets the glory for it because he is the husbandman. He is the one that's doing the work and orchestrating it. But we must have a vital union with his son, the vine, amen. And when the branch and the vine are in vital union, amen, then fruit is produced and the Father is glorified. To put it in the human terminology, Somebody, you may have a beautiful garden. You're the gardener. And somebody may say, man, you do a great job with your garden. You've got a pretty garden. You do a wonderful job with it. Well, when God's children are out here serving God and bearing fruit, a friend, it's the same as somebody coming up to the gardener and saying you're doing a good job. And when God's people are bearing fruit, a friend, then it is nothing more than bragging on the father for being the husbandman or the vine dresser that he is. He gets the glory for it. Not you and I, but he gets the glory for it. So there is no salvation. There is no answered prayer. There is no fruit produced. There is no joy. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So without him, there is no joy in our lives. Look in verse number 11. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy, he said, whose joy? That my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. The only way that our joy is going to be full is for his joy to be in us. Amen. And the only way his joy is in us is when we are vitally connected to him. Amen. And his joy flows in us. And our joy is all about his joy. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. 
Now, let me give you something. What Paul said about joy over in the book of Philippians, he said it twice. To, uh, he said in Philippians chapter number three and verse one, finally, my brethren, rejoice, I were, in the Lord. Yeah, you can rejoice in a lot of things and a lot of happenings and a lot of events, but the way you're going to have full joy is when you rejoice in the Lord. And in Philippians 4 and verse number 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice when everything else is going sour in your life and there's nothing there to be happy about. You can always rejoice in the Lord, amen, if you're connected to him. And then finally, he said, without me, you can do nothing. And we see in verse number 12, without him, there is no real love. This is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Neighbor, I'm telling you. He said, verse 17, these things I command unto you that you love one another. If we'll abide in his love, in verse 10, if we abide in, he said, if you can meet my commandments, you shall abide in my love. When we abide in his love, then we, uh, we love as he loved us, in verse 12. We love others as he loved us, and then his love is demonstrated in our lives. I hope the message has been an encouragement and a help to you. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries of Demarest, Georgia. Thank you so much for listening. You can write, write to us, P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. You can call or text 706-968-1182. Our website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. It's 9 o'clock in time.